So, apparently, it seems that once again, WWE, mostly Vince McMahon, is in the news. And once again, fans have decided to pretty much, you know, make a big ado about, you know, possibly things they don't know about. And look, I've said this millions of times and others have cracked down on it as best they can. Even Ariel Hawani has had to come out and say stuff as well. And that is the fact that, you know, look, when we hear certain things happening, when it involves Vince McMahon, yeah, it is one of notice. There is no doubt. And it is one, if you're a wrestling fan, of concern. Because you don't know exactly what the next step will be. I mean, part of what this video is about is the fact that Vince McMahon recently filed something with the SEC that pretty much in short uh, would allow him to pretty much bypass any majority vote needed to make a decision. Now, a lot of people, of course, wrestling fans, YouTubers, podcasters, looked at this and pretty much took it out of con. Well, didn't necessarily take it out of context, but made it a bigger issue than what it was. I mean, I'm sure they read the details and all that, but they decided to make it sound worse than what it is. But why? Well, it's quite simple. It goes back to what I've mentioned many times already in the past week. Trust and belief. You see, they look at something like with this SEC, this recent SEC filing deal that will allow Vince to have basically the final say no matter what. You know, not have to rely on votes and all that. Uh, they basically look at that as just another step to Vince getting that ultimate power and back to creative and all that. So, and... So, and, what's, and what makes this so, so infuriating, infuriating to other wrestling fans, the casuals or even the hardcores, is you don't know, is they, they look at people making a big ado about nothing and they're like, you're making a bigger issue out of it than what it is. Stop, you know, basically to them it's like stop clickbaiting with over-exaggerations of what, you know, you've read and not just staying, you know, staying true to what that says. Because according to uh, several people, the, this new filing by the, you know, with the SEC, the SEC, yeah, it gives Vince, you know, majority voting power and decisions. Basically, like, hey, if I feel like something needs to be done, I don't have to, you know, have the board vote for it to be done. I could just vote for it myself and be done with it. You know, whatever. Or whatever it might be, I should say. And people that look at those that are making a big ado about this is you know they, they, is, is the fact that they're looking at this and they're like you know you guys don't understand you guys are obviously are not paying attention to what you're reading it's like you may have read it but you're not really paying attention to it you see to them and and this is why you know even for me just reading this and looking on from the outside if you will as a fan casual fan it's kind of confusing to do you know you know, uh, in a, an unscripted, you know, kind of like on the fly, like video or podcast, you know, when it comes to talking about this, because it's so, it is so infuriating at the fact that wrestling fans and YouTubers and out there and podcasters out there, you know, just 
You know, they let the fear get the best of them. They let the paranoia get the best of them, which is why they look at stuff like this and they over-exaggerate on it and they get called out about it. I mean, like I said, this whole SEC filing only has to do with something, you know, related to shareholders and stockholders, from what I understand, and voting whatever, and basically Vince making like the final judgment call and what relates to them. Nothing creatively or anything like that. But yet, yet you have folks that firmly believe in their minds because of the paranoia and fear that Vince put into them from his time behind the scenes in creative and all that. They have it and put it in their minds that, oh, this is just the first step. It's the dominoes are falling. It's going to end. Doomsday for WWE's blooming. Oh! And it's like, it's like, folks, with all due respect, get some help. Get some help. Or sit back, get yourself a cup of your favorite drink, and relax. The, the world isn't ending. But they act like it is. They act like it is. And some people will come out and accuse some of those of being just AEW shields. AEW fanboys that hope for the worst to happen so that everybody watches AEW and then AEW will be successful by default. WWE will go out of business. Whoopee! And, and that right there, it goes back to basically an old saying a lot of people would put out there about these kind of fans. And that is the fact they've drinken not just cups worth, but jugs worth. You know, if not gallons worth of the AEW Kool-Aid put out there by Tony Khan and, and his crew. And why? Because Tony Khan basically at the end of the day is just a wrestling fan. You strip away his title of ownership, he's just a wrestling fan. He acts like it. And that, and that right there is something that you know fans could connect to. Like, hey, if he could do it, why can't we? It's, it's just uh, it's just, it's just infuriating. And this is why you see a lot of these videos come out here talking about how toxic the wrestling community is. And pointing out certain YouTubers and podcasters as being part of that toxicity. All because they look at those YouTubers and podcasters as people that don't know how to speak the truth. They don't just look at something like, let's say, this recent SEC filing, and instead of making it a big ado about nothing, just be like, oh, well, this was reported, and from what I understand, it's not going to really affect creative and anything, so we have nothing to worry about. Instead, they make a big deal about nothing because of what Vince, like I mentioned, has done to them mentally as a fan. And it just gets irritating. It just gets irritating. You want to know what drives wrestling fans away. It's not just the toxicity of, wrestling, of the wrestling community that's pointed out by a lot of people. What it is, is the fact that people just don't know when to chill. They just don't know when to take a chill pill, relax, and be like, you know what? To me, I know it sounds like bad news. To me, I know it feels like it's the another step in you know, WWE falling to its knees. But you know what? I'm going to sit back, chill, relax, enjoy for what it is right now, and not worry. But they can't do that. They can't do that. And yes... The reason they can't do this is because they do this for a living on YouTube and a podcast. 
I'm not denying that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the toxicity, you know, that people claim is poisoning the wrestling community is very similar to any toxicity in any fan base that ruins people's enjoyment. It's like you just can't back, just you just can't sit back and enjoy, you know, the product for what it is. Yes, are there things behind the scenes that could affect our enjoyment? Absolutely, absolutely. There is no doubt. But at the end of the day, we just need to sit back and and try to enjoy it for what it is. If you know, if it changes after WrestleMania to to something that's very familiar that we don't like. For, then okay, fine. Go watch AEW. Go watch Impact. Go watch New Japan. And that's going to satisfy your thirst. But then, here's the bigger question. Here's the bigger question people have and I have. What happens if AEW, what happens if Impact and New Japan stop following suit and becoming, you know, wrestling that you, you identified WWE as when Vince McMahon was running things? You know, what happens when that day comes? Are you gonna are you gonna come back to WWE because you feel it's a better alternative? Or are you gonna go and try to find some other alternative that might be out there? Or are you just gonna quit the wrestling fan base you know as a general or quit being a wrestling fan in in general? Is that what you're gonna do? Because the way this is going right now, it's like the fear and paranoia is what's hurting this. And I say it with all due respect to those that I follow. And enjoy following or listening to. But this has got to end. This has got to end. I mean, everybody, a majority of everybody that I follow here on YouTube and Twitter and, so, and Facebook and social media, everybody was in agreement, majority, uh, that last night's three-hour Raw was good. One of the better ones they've seen. And this is in spite of the fact that, oh, Vince is this close to creative and da-da-da-da. I mean, you had one of them basically point out, hey, look, there's no 24-7 title. Omos was potentially being set up as the bodyguard for the re reuniting Hurt business. There's none of this. There's none of that. I think we're good right now. Even they're starting to realize, yeah, maybe, maybe this fearing is, you know, is what's ruining our enjoyment, their enjoyment, precisely. But I. I, I don't know. I don't know more. It's like... It's like this whole Vince McMahon returning to power thing is... It's really throwing the wrestling world out of whack. and throwing the wrestling fan base into paranoia. Paranoia that it doesn't need to have. Fear and paranoia it doesn't need to have. Because yes, there is an uncertainty. I'm not going to deny that. But again, just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it while it's here. That, that's all I can say. I mean, if it changes, like I said, if it changes after Mania, you know, for the worse, then hey, you got your alternatives to turn to. If it doesn't, and heck, it improves, it gets better, then maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I let my fear, my paranoia for what this old geezer has done to the product in the past get to me, and I, and I need to promise myself, looking in the mirror right now, that I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm not going to let my, that paranoia happen again. And that's about it. That's about it. it. 
and and then what's crazy is you have this this new lawsuit being put out by uh, what is it Detroit in Detroit something a Detroit uh, organization for you know fire retirement or something and it's a lawsuit once again by share you know for the shareholders to prevent Vince from getting ultimate power. And yet people don't look at that. Yeah, some people will say, well, well, so-and-so didn't report it, so we don't know if it's true. But some of these are legitimate sources in the business world. Well, kind of, the, well, you know, basically, reli basically very reliable sources in the business world that are pointing this out. And it's like, you have this, you have this numerous amount of lawsuits coming in all of a sudden on behalf of the shareholders. You know, lawsuits that, you know, people will say, Oh, it's not going to do any harm. Vince, Vince is going to find a way to get over it. Nobody's going to beat him. The government can't beat him. How can these people beat him? You see, and, and again, that's where this whole fear and paranoia comes in. They're like, well, the Vince can't, the government couldn't beat Vince. What do these shareholders think they can do? These shareholders don't stand a chance. Oh, well, I guess Graves going back to going back into Vince's hands. Oh, well, back to AEW, back to Impact. Doo -doo 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 -doo. It's all because of the fear and paranoia. Again, like I said, I don't blame him because of, I don't blame him for having it because of the uncertainty. But if you look maybe at the positives potentially that, be, that could come out of this, especially with these numerous amounts of lawsuits, you know, coming from here and there. And being reported by very reliable, if not notably reliable sources, you know, in the business world and the wrestling world, if not the sports world in general, that basically could slow down any potential sale of a company because these shareholders might have the same mindset that some of the fans do that, hey, if we don't do something now, if we don't act now, Vince could probably, with the power he's got so far, could try to take this private and sell it to a company or invest a, a company or a group of investors that nobody can agree upon. It, it, and the thing is, they don't look at that as a positive that, hey, we don't have nothing to worry about. Because everybody knows that if somebody's getting a lawsuit and it's publicly known out of a publicly traded company, then that person is not going to gain any true, strong foothold of power like they used to as long as those lawsuits, as major or minor or in between as they might be, looms over their heads. No matter who the lawyer is. Because even the lawyer, Jerry McDivitt, you know, not even he, he would probably be, not only he would, he'd be, not only would he be able to handle all these lawsuits coming in one after the other, after the other, after the other. Because if one fails, another's going to show and then if that and if that fails, another will show, and each one will have a, not only a similar reason but additional information as to why Vince shouldn't be back on the board, why he shouldn't have full power. They'll find various reasons, and it's going to get to a point where the judge is going to be like, "Hey, where's the truth in all this? What are these people saying? What's going on?" See, they don't look at the positives there of what these potential lawsuits could do. For the company in the long run when it comes to basically keeping Vince maybe out of full control. Another thing they seem to forget, like I mentioned, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in the written thing that I did, that I posted a video of, 
and I've shared all over the place by now. What they don't seem to understand is Nick Khan's the CEO. Nick Khan basically has just a bit more power than Vince. He does. Yeah, Vince has the majority you know, shareholder power when it comes to votes and everything, but he's a CEO. He has just a bit more power than Vince. He does. Just a bit more. And he knows that if WWE is going to succeed in the future, Vince, Vince cannot do what he's planning to do. If that's what you know, people fear he's doing. The fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we as wrestling fans and those that are wrestling YouTubers and podcasters that do this for a living, we need to sit back. And we need to chill. Yes. Will there be information that comes out that might disturb us? Yes. Is there information that might come out that might put fear and paranoia in us? Yes. But we need to sit back and chill and wait. Because unless we're walking those halls of WWE, unless we're walking those halls with those shareholders that are putting out these lawsuits or whatever, we don't know what's going on. We don't. We don't know what's going on. We can take sto and look. We can take stories all we want and exaggerate them into something more than what they are, just because of our fear and paranoia. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's truly going on. We don't. And the only reason we do this, the only reason wrestling YouTubers and podcasters do this, take something that everybody's pretty much called them out and says it's not that bad as you think, ink, and they end up making it more than what it is. It's because it goes back to almost 10 years ago. Yeah, almost 10 years ago. You see, 10 years ago, or well, nine, 9 years ago, going on 10, WWE let it be known that they wanted the WWE fans, the wrestling fans, they let it be known, no matter where you went, even non-wrestling events, they wanted Daniel Bryan as champion. They wanted Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, as the man. And WWE overwhelmingly heard them. And much to the relentlessness said, okay, fine. We hear you. We'll change our plans. Here, you got Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan is the man. And in the long, in the long term, it worked. It succeeded. You know, fans got what they wanted. And it goes back to that. It goes back to that because now... Because of what happened then, and then based on the uproar of the so-called Saudi deal, that was a false news in itself, uh, last week, and how much of an uproar that made on social media, in the internet, wrestling YouTubers and podcasters will take information that may not mean anything in the long run, over-exaggerate it, because they believe, and rightfully so, I will give them that, that the more, they more louder they make their voices known, the more it's going to catch fire, the more it's going to get the attention of all news media outlets, the more by getting the attention of news media outlets, it's going to get the attention of WWE, and as an end result, get the attention of the board to the to the point that the board will have to question Vince on why he's truly back, uh, whether or not he's back to help sell the company and do the TV media rights, or if he's just back because he couldn't stay away. And that's it. That's about it. 
That's why they make an over-exaggeration of this. That's why they let the fear and the paranoia as much as they shouldn't get to them. Because they believe, and like I said, rightfully so, that the louder they make their voices heard, the more it's going to get the attention of the WWE board, and the WWE board's going to have to step up and be like, is this true or not? And Vince will have to inevitably say, yay or nay. And if he says yay, then yeah, they'll have all the right and power with the, you know, people want to believe it or not, to say, okay, Vince, then these lawsuits going up against you, we're going to make sure you don't, you know, even stay here on this board or in this company much longer. That's what they're hoping for. And yeah, will they probably succeed? We don't know. Stranger things have happened. But at the end of the day, like I said, as much as they have a right to do that, they need to relax and chill. And just let things be. Just let them be for right now. Because we don't know what's going to come up the corner the next day for any of us. We don't know if maybe the rapture and the tribulation is going to happen like that within moments or whatever. We don't know that. So we just need to chill. We need to chill and relax and not let our paranoia and our fear misguide our judgments. And if we're going to report things, let us report it, you know, clear with clarification, a clear mind, and without fear and paranoia. Because that's what's causing people to look at the wrestling community right now, look at certain wrestling YouTubers and podcasters, and view them as what's toxic about this fan base. And about this community. And why that's driving them away from watching wrestling, you know, like they used to. This fear and paranoia needs to end. It needs to end. And we need to stop making an over-exaggeration of something that may not really have an effect on the product. I mean, if last night is any good example of the fact that, hey, maybe we're over-exaggerating this, we're over-analyzing this, then fine. Then fine, let that be an example that hopefully sticks with us. I mean, I know people are fearing that next week being Raw's 30th anniversary show, that Vince might show up. We don't know that. If he shows up, fine. But that doesn't mean he's going to be in creative. For all we know, Nick Carl could take him and Triple H aside, say, Vince, you, show up, you can go on television, do your welcome to Raw, Raw's 30 deal, and then leave. And then that's it. Vince could leave, go get in his limo, and go back to Stanford. We'll go back to the Greenwich. And that's it. We have nothing to worry about then. But if he doesn't and it's Triple H that opens it up, fine. That's fine. The, the fact is, we cannot allow fear and paranoia to, to infect our enjoyment of anything. We can't. And what we need to do at the end of the day, like I said, is just relax and chill and just let things you know, roll with the tide and see what happens. You know, because if nothing does change, if nothing does change, you know, even with the 30th anniversary, which is the Raw before Royal Rumble from what I understand, we have nothing to worry about. Again, what it is at the end of the day is fear and paranoia. That's what's affecting us, all because of what Vince did. And those wrestling YouTubers and podcasters, they know who they are. They need to let, they need to put that fear and paranoia away. Shelve it indefinitely. Get more cl clear your mind and have a better clarification of what you're going to report. So that way, people, when they comment to, on you, live chat with you, 
you know, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever, they don't call you out and say you're nothing more than a AEW or Impact or New Japan board, New Japan uh, Shield. That instead, they can comment with you and say, and basically, maybe positively, positively praise you for your, for your, for the job that you did. But I think we need to take a chill pill, folks, and just relax right now. But let me know what your thoughts are. Comment below, live chat during the premiere. I'll talk to you later.